Welcome to Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno. You'll want to grab your Bible and follow along, verse by verse, with Pastor John. The one with whom you find your gods shall not live, will kill them. In the presence of our kinsmen, point out what is yours among my belongings and take it for yourself. For Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen them. Sometimes we say foolish things, right? We make crazy promises. When you act out of fear, you're not rational. He's like, I don't got your stinking gods. And whoever stole them will kill them. But he doesn't know that his favorite wife, his true love, Rachel, was the one who stole the gods. She kind of got ties to her daddy. Daddy worships pagan gods. She wants to keep worshiping pagan gods. And she knows it's daddy's treasure. It's what he values. And she values the pagan gods. Oh, their power, their blessing. They'll protect me. They'll protect our kids. We got to have those gods. Oh, no, Rachel. Leave the old stuff behind. Is there bad things from your family that when God calls you away, he says, get rid of those things. Don't hold on to that past, that paganism, that worldliness. I don't know, drugs, alcohol, pornography, craziness, worldliness. And God says, leave that stuff behind. Don't pack it with you and take me with you. Take your Bible in Jesus and go. Leave the past behind. What is the scripture? If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, all things have become brand new. The old has gone, the new has come, right? Leave it behind. Don't bring it into your new family and your new home. Confront your family. I hate confrontation. And family's the hardest. Verse 33. So Laban went into Jacob's tent and into Leah's tent and into the tent of the two maids, the concubine wives, but he did not find them. Okay, I'm going to tear this place apart. I'm going to search in your little tents, your little houses. I know it's, it's either you, Jacob, or one of your wives. And it's kind of like the old game. You're getting warmer, you're getting warmer, you're getting hotter, right? He starts with Jacob, and now he's going through the wives, and he finally comes to the last one. Then he went out to Leah's tent and entered Rachel's tent. You're getting red hot. It is Rachel. And if you find the one who did it, you could kill them. <laughs> oh, no, Rachel, what have you done? 34, now Rachel had taken the household idols, these little gods, and put them in the camel's saddle, and she sat on them. And Laban felt through all the tent, but did not find them. She said to her father, let not my Lord be angry that I cannot rise before you, for the manner of women is upon me. I'm in my menstrual period. Please, Daddy, don't make me stand. Daddy. 
with her little eyes, you know, little eyelashes. Daddy, please. Oh, yes, Rachel, I understand. She's a liar. She's a deceitful daughter, and I think she learned from the best, right? Like father, like daughter, this whole family, they all deceive and they trick each other. She's sitting on the idols to keep them safe from being found. So he searched but did not find the household idols. I think we take advantage of family. If I steal from my family, it's really not stealing. They won't press charges. They won't call the cops on me. You know, if I sign their signature or take some money out of their purse or wallet, I mean, after all, they're my parents, they're my kids. You know, it's just a little white lie, a little deception. You know, my allowance was too small anyway, I guess. <laughs> Verse 36. Then Jacob became angry and contended with Laban. This is the in-laws, right? In-laws become outlaws. They're fighting, right? And Jacob said to Laban, What is my transgression? What is my sin that you have hotly pursued me? You run after me like I'm some criminal. I took my, my own family, my own stuff. I didn't steal anything. 37. Though you have felt through all my goods, what have you found of all your household goods? Set it here before my kinsmen and your kinsmen, that they may decide between us two. The battle is roaring, right? First one person attacks, somebody fights back. You know, I found in fighting, you should take turns. <laughs> Don't both go ballistic at the same time. It's going to, like, be out of control. Someone has to stay calm, right? Reasonable, grace, mercy. Uh, deflate the situation. Answer, what does it say? You turn away wrath with a gentle answer. But, boy, the battle is raging. 38. These 20 years I have been with you, your ewes and your female goats have not miscarried, nor have I eaten the rams of your flocks. You know what? I work like a dog for you. I got paid dirt. I took care of all your animals. I fed your little dog. I ate that dog, you know. <laughs> Giving your cat, you know, your kids, your gardening, your crops, your farm, your house, your workplace, you know. And I didn't even take one single paper clip from the office, you know. He's finally letting it out. After all the years, all the frustration and anger, and you were so unfair to me. Verse 39. That which was torn of beasts I did not bring to you. I bore the loss of it myself. You required it of my hand, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. Verse 40, thus I was. By day the heat consumed me and the frost by night. 
and my sleep fled from my eyes. I worked my fingers to the bone. I gave you the best years of my life. I cleaned this house. I vacuumed. I picked up your cloud. You know, it's finally all coming out. Is it finally coming out, right? Sometimes you got to let it all out. Sometimes you got to get to the heart of the matter and you have to confront and, and acknowledge the elephant in the room, right? And be honest and open and get it all out. Get it all out. Verse 41, these 20 years I have been in your house. I have served you 14 years for your two daughters and six years for your flock. That's 20 years, all right. And you changed my wages 10 times. You gypped me, you ripped me off, you changed my paycheck. You thought because I was family, I was your slave and I was going to work for less. Ah, oh, you skinflint, you Scrooge, right? You ever been there? Am I the only one? <laughs> Verse 42. If the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had not been for me, surely now you would have sent me away empty-handed. You would have ripped me off and thrown me out and taken away my kids and my money and everything that I have earned by the sweat of my brow, right? God has seen my affliction and the toil of my hands, so he rendered judgment last night. God stood up for me. God appeared to you. He talked to you last night in that dream, and he warned you, you better not hurt me. And if it wasn't for God, I think you would have just stripped me bare and thrown me out. But God has stood up for me protected me on my journey, and helped me as I run away from home. It's a God thing. <sighs> Let it all out. Put all the cards out on the table and hold nothing back. Now's the time. Come on, get it all out. Come clean and get to the root and get the healing and be done with it. Stop stuffing it in. Stop holding it. You know, I don't think the silent treatment has been working. Let's get to the crux of the matter. <sighs> Make up with family. And I would add, leave in peace. Until you let it out, until you acknowledge it, until you get to the root of the matter, how can you finally make peace? It's always left undone. I know confrontation is so hard, but Jesus will help you. Ask for prayer, ask for support, and have that moment where you finally bring it all out. And then you forgive and you forget and you leave it behind. It takes some steps. Make up. Verse 43. Then Laban replied to Jacob. This is the father-in-law. 
Now he's battling back, right? The daughters are, are my daughters, and the children are my children. They're my grandkids. I claim them. They're mine. And the flocks are my flocks. They started with me. I know it was your pay and your wages, but I'm taking it all back. It's all mine. Everything you have is from me. Hmm. And all that you see is mine. I can't believe it. You run off with all my stuff. What do you think? You know, I bought you that bed, and I bought you that ring, and I bought, and that was from me. Brings me back, right? But, but what can I do this day to these my daughters? She loves him, right? Your baby loves him. That's, that's their spouse. That's their children. I know they're your grandkids, but that's their kids. Or to their children whom they have born. Right? Your daughters gave birth to those kids. And you thought they were your kids. You're just supposed to visit, sugar them up, give them presents, and send them away. Right? And then they bounce at home with their parents. They mess up their house. Right? That's grandparents. Verse 44. So now come. Let us make a covenant, a promise, a peace treaty. Let's put it behind us. You and I, and let it be a witness between you and me, 45. Then Jacob took a stone and set it up as a pillar. Can I say the second time? Do you remember that pillar? He was all alone, running away from home from his brother who wanted to kill him. He's out in the desert all alone. He sleeps and he has a dream from God in Jacob's ladder. And that stone that was his pillow, he set it up and down as a pillar and he put oil and he anointed a rock. Jesus is the anointed rock. He's the rock of our salvation. He's the stone which the builders rejected. And the stone is put up and down like a pillar pointing the way to heaven. And now he repeats it. I will set up another stone and point it straight up and down to God. And I acknowledge God's help and God's provision and God's protection on my journey. He led me here. And now he is leading me away. And I know it's God. And he has protected me on my journey. Verse 46. Jacob said to his kinsmen, gather stones. So they took stones and made a heap. And they ate there by the heap. A heap of stones. It's an altar of stones. It's an altar to God. It's like a promise, a covenant, a peace treaty. And God is involved. And when you make an altar to the Lord, an altar of prayer, scripture reading, acknowledge God in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Are you on a journey? Acknowledge him, build an altar, pile up some stones in your front yard. And when they ask you, you tell your kids, because the Lord is with us, it's a little altar to the Lord. We have a stone pile on the church on the highest part of our property, a pile of stones. And then when you eat, 
It's like a meal offering. You burn part of the sacrifice to the Lord and you eat part of the barbecue with you and your family and your friends and those that you make peace with. A peace meal offering. Come on, let's all have dinner together before you leave. 47. Now Laban called it Jira Shahadoath. And Jacob called it Galeed. Laban said, This heap is a witness between you and me this day. Therefore, it was named Galeed. 49. And Mizpah. Now, Mizpah means like a blessing but a curse. It's kind of like uh, saying, I bless you but you better watch it. Because if you do my kids wrong, if you hurt my daughters, you're going to get it. So it's kind of a blessing, but it's kind of a curse. It's assigning blame and condemnation publicly if you screw up. Okay, I give you my daughters, but you better take care of them. I give you my family in marriage, but you better not hurt them. For he said... May the Lord watch between you and me when we are absent one from the other. In other words, God is watching you when I'm not around. Verse 15. If you mistreat my daughters, or if you take wives beside my daughters, although no man is with us, see God is witness between you and me. When you're far away, you better not mistreat my family because God is there. 51, Laban said to Jacob, Behold this heap and behold the pillar which I have set up between you and me. This heap is a witness and the pillar is a witness that I will not pass by this heap to you for harm. And you will not pass by this heap and this pillar to me for harm. It's a boundary. It's a territory. There's your side. Here's my side. And when we visit each other, we're not going to fight anymore. When you come over for Christmas and Thanksgiving and New Year's and Easter, we're going to finally have family peace. What a wonderful thing. We've let it go. We've buried the hatchet. 53. The God of Abraham and the God of Nahor, the God of their father, judge between us. So Jacob swore by the fear of his father Isaac. 54. Then Jacob offered a sacrifice on the mountain and called his kinsmen to the meal. And they ate the meal and spent the night on the mountain. Early in the morning, Laban arose and kissed his sons and his daughters and blessed them. And Laban departed and returned to his place, kissing them goodbye. I can never let go. You have to. You have to kiss them goodbye and be gracious and kind and keep the open door and pray that they will come back. 
let family go in peace. Oh, they messed up. They did sinful things. They've abandoned God. They've left the church. Can I tell you, leave an open door. Oh, they're doing the most horrible, nasty things, Pastor. You won't believe what my kids and grandkids are doing. Tell them that you love them no matter what, and you're praying for them. Keep an open door. Who knows when they may come back. Don't slam the door like my parents did. If you leave this house, you're never coming back. <laughs> and it's funny how sometimes the kids have to be the one to make the repair. And it wasn't even my fault, right? Humble yourself. Say you're sorry even when it's not your fault. And win even your family over. What does it all mean? It means you need to run home to Jesus. You see, when you're leaving one home, you're going to another. And I believe Christianity is leaving the old world behind, the old life, the sins, the wickedness, the family of the devil and the family of the world. And now we enter the family of the kingdom of God, and God adopts us as his children. And you see, even this home on earth is temporary, and there is a heavenly home that is eternal. Yes, this world is not my home. I am just a pilgrim passing through, like Jacob, like Isaac, like Abraham, the patriarchs. They were looking for a kingdom, for a home, for mansions in heaven, not built with human hands, built by God, actually by Jesus himself. He says, I go away and I prepare a place for you, mansions in glory, as he's building our home. So you leave one home, a bad home, for a good home. You leave an old home for a new home. You leave the home of childhood for a home of adulthood, your own family, your own kids, your own grandkids. Do you see it? It's God's purpose. It's God's plan. I think of the old hymn, is it softly and tenderly? The chorus says, come home, come home. Ye who are weary, come home. Earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling, O oh sinner, come home. It's time to come home to Jesus. Answer his call. Be led by his spirit. Start your faith journey now run away from home. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we want to go home with you. Help us to make important moves and changes. May we come when you call us. May we leave when you signal us the perfect timing. Show us our new home that you have for us, the new city, the new place, the new job, the new relationship. We know when you close one door, 
you always open another. We want to be led by your spirit in this journey of life. We don't want to travel without you, Lord Jesus Christ. Help us to leave in the right way. Help us to enter in the right way, to keep doors and even windows open. Help us to forgive. Help us to let go. Help us to say sorry even when it's not our fault. Help us to repair and to restore relationships of our family and friends and loved ones, even our own kids, grandkids, and our spouse. For we ask for your help in all these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Thanks for supporting Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno at 246 Courtney Lane, Reno, Nevada, 89523. Our phone number is 775-746-4567 and our webpage is calvaryreno.com. You're always welcome to join our services.